Hello, welcome to Midnight Table Talk. I'm your host, Nick, and today's guest is Dan. Howdy. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about lore versus rules when it comes to gaming. Uh, we both are very opinionated when it comes to this in a topic when it comes to certain games and um some of the and especially some of the lore that we that we read um what's one of the big ones for you oh geez um well first of all thank you for uh, inviting me onto your podcast i enjoy being here very much you can laugh it's okay just go ahead and laugh i just know how this is gonna end up just just laugh a little bit (laughs) I know how this is going to end up. We're it's gonna, fine. You know we're going to start talking about this, and then this is going to get ridiculous. Okay. Oh, no, anyway. no, you're going to. I mean, I mean, like, I'm sure you're going to have tags on the podcast. So if anybody searches for stuff, they'll look at this. But like the big, the big elephant in the room, I would say, is 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 Warhammer 40k. You know, like, I mean, you we've both been in the situation where uh, you go, you get your shiny new codex, you you crack open the book, you read all the lore, and you're just like, oh man. My my faction is like the bee's knees. It's it's the the most powerful thing around. Nothing can nothing can can take me out. I'm gonna rule the galaxy with this with these guys. And then you play your first game and you get table turn two, uh, because the rules don't quite match up to what you've just read. Absolutely, um, I think Space Marines is the big one for that, right? Um, with Space Marines, they talk about them being ten feet tall. They have four lungs, two hearts. Mm-hmm. They can they have a venomous bite. I believe they do. Uh, well, I think some of them have a venomous bite. Don't I'm not, I'm not an expert, but yeah, the acid either. bite. You're thinking about the acid bite. The acid bite. Acid spit. That's right. And, and then um, what is it? They have like a a special organ in their head that when they're out in space, mm-hmm. it'll basically turn them into a cocoon. Yeah, yeah. The suspended sussan suspended yeah. animation thing. Don't forget about sleeping half their brain. At the same time, we've talked ad nauseum about how space marines were written by a 12 year old it's true that's the big thing right because we'll read some of the lore um when, I, when we when dan and i are talking about lore and we, we talk about fluff those things we're talking about the stories and published books and short stories that are in anything from their published magazine which is white dwarf to their codex to the novels that have been coming out and when you read each one um, you get a completely different take on what your army is, even from your own codex. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that that's pretty fair to say that, right? Oh, absolutely. That and you know, space marines aren't allowed to have titties. That's yeah. Because if they do, oh my god, oh my god, the the, <laughs> the rage fights on the internet I've I've read. I mean, oh yeah, that's it's a- it's dumb. Like, stop getting so upset about your fake space marines, space toys. We are here to match toys together, like we're, we're with our old matchbox cars. Yeah. It's not that serious. With that being said, you know, the internet has fought countlessly over the lore versus the rules. And one of the big things is for me, you look at some of the rules and you see, for example, uh, there is an army for those of you out there who are not familiar with Warhammer 40 K. There's an army called, um, Imperial guard. Imperial guard is supposed to be your regular soldiers that you would have nowadays to a degree. They have stats, each stat is supposed to represent how uh, everything from how far fast they move to how physically strong they are to how good of a marksman they are. And one of the things that always blew my mind was you would read a story about a space marine picking up a tank and throwing it across like a city and destroying this giant, you know, walking Godzilla pod thing 
And this one Space Marine did that. And when you look at his strength characteristic, you're thinking, oh my God, this thing has to have like a 40. And reality is it's a four. And you're like, oh, wow, that scale must be out of five then, right? And then you look at what a Imperial Guard is and you see that this normal human has a three. So that's a pretty big jump from rules to lore, in my opinion. Well, there's... Um, like laws of law of averages, right? Like you, you, you look at a space marine. This is strength, toughness of four. Right. This is this is augmented superhuman. Yeah. You take a look at a, a Eldar or um, a Tau or Imperial Guardsman. Strength, toughness three. Grots, I think, have strength, toughness two, and they're like little orc goblin guys. And the the problem comes with that, and you can have that scale. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem I feel comes in the fact that like when you deal with popularity of units like Eldar have like a range of strength and toughness because of all the different units they have. Like some of the aspect warriors are, are a bit stronger and tougher. Wraith guard are stronger and tougher. Wraith lords are even stronger and tougher. Wraith knights are even more than that. Then you have your Phoenix lords, which have a strength and toughness of four. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what their strength and toughness is, but which is on par with your <laughs> average genetically enhanced super soldier. And the, the issue comes with, um, you have your space marines, but you also have your blood angels, your space wolves, uh, your salamanders, and then you go your chaos space marines and all that. And then you look at Necrons, they have an average toughness of, strength toughness of four. And then you look at, uh, I mean, all these other races that have a strength and toughness of more than three. So that doesn't mean your strength and toughness of three is your average person. Now it's below average. Uh, so your average is strength of toughness of four. And then the other half of that, too, is what's the strength of a bolter? Four. So 50% of the time, you're wounding a space marine. So strength four, everything hinges on strength of toughness of four and 40K because that's that becomes your baseline. It's no longer your average. Statistics-wise, like, like I mean, when we're playing the game. Sure. I mean, I yeah. realize that you're. I just said that strength of toughness four is average. I'm just like coming at it from mathematically speaking, you know, there's a reason why like I've shooting catapults, standard Eldar ranged weapon for your infantry. Then there's a reason why nobody puts them on the bikes and you're never getting into like the nitty gritty, like what's a points value that is efficient. Um, right. Versus, you know what, like we said, when you read in the book, Oh, this, this weapon shoots like thousands of razor sharp discs at you every second. I want one of those. I, me too. I mean, I well, I want a boulder too. I mean, let's be honest. So <clears throat> let me ask you a question then. So you're saying again, so a lot of people who don't know what 40 K is generally speaking, it's a tabletop war game. As you can hear, we build models of little super soldiers and regular soldiers, tanks and other things. And what ends up happening, we roll dice to determine the outcome. And so probability statistics, is all a really big factor in this game. So what Dan's talking about when he says bolter and he says gun that shoots razor discs, these are some of the weapons that are in the game that you can give these models um, so you can wage war uh, with your friends. Now, a lot of times the lore for these, because you know if you're going to invest the money into this game, you're going to want to learn a little bit more about your army, right? So when you read a lot of these novels and, fi and a lot of the fiction that's out there, a lot of it doesn't make any sense dan you explained that the average now for an augmented being in this universe is four 
And so when you read some of this, when you read some of the fluff or some of the lore for this, you read that like there are these beings that are ripping through robots that are equivalent to Pacific Rim through by themselves through their leg and are able to take one soldier can take out basically a quarter of an army. And when we say army, we're saying like thousands of men on the other side. And one guy stands alone and can cut down an entire army of orcs. I would watch that. I think we have watched that. I think I mean, that's you know. been a thing <laughs> a few times. There's a lot of reading. Um, wasn't that the Space Marine video game was about? Yeah, it was yeah. like one lone yeah, Space it, Marine against... You got separated. I like that game. It was um, a lot of fun. I'm real particular about that sort of thing. Like the one thing that got me into that game is like a bolter feels like a bolter. It yeah. had weight to it. And that's a lot of sound design. And and like when you when you shoot something, they just explode into gore and viscera. And yeah, really you cool. know what? That's a good point. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. I forgot that they put a lot into that uh, when they, they developed that game. That was actually... No, I really liked that game. But, but you know, joking aside, it it's not... I never joke. I, <laughs> Ever. I, yeah, I know. Stop laughing. I'm not joking. I'm not, I know you're not. No. I'm laughing because I'm scared. Um, so, <laughs> no, I mean, the biggest thing here was... You know, Space Marine, although the game was great, the gameplay was great, we all loved it. A lot of 40K fans loved it. But it's definitely part of the issue where it makes it feel like this one lone Space Marine can tackle an entire army of whatever. But then the the horror that you experience when you finally get to play your first model game on a battlefield is you're like, oh, man, I'm bringing 10 of these? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I just read the story that I only need one. What the hell? Well, I'm, I have ten. Well, you're you're done, dude. Like, there's no, there's nothing you can do to stop ten of these guys, let alone one. And then first turn of shooting comes from you, uh, Dan, right? And then um, I have, I then have two space brains left after that round of shooting. And you then realize that your lore doesn't quite match up with your statistics. Well, that's the whole thing they did was what. Um... White Dwarf 300, I believe, was what, movie Marines? Where like a 10 man tactical squad was like a 1500 point army or something like that. It was like, (laughs) they gave them all the rules. Like, they made the lore fit the rules. Yeah. And that's that's what it was. Like, 10 guys were your your army. Because at the end of the day, Games Workshop is here to sell miniatures. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. What's another, what's, what what do you think is a game that actually fits rules to lore? Monopoly. A little. Yeah, it's, it's sad how true that is. <laughs> <laughs> you you lose going to jail owing taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, really horrible. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you read you read it like, oh man, like I'm um, like, I, sh- I have to buy everything and like bury everyone else. <laughs> yeah, because that's how you get ahead in life. Yeah, and then you go to jail for a little bit, but it's okay because you get out and you still have all that money. Right, exactly. So okay. It doesn't matter. Like yeah, if you have enough money, you, law doesn't apply to you. It's, <laughs> Let's get political. God, um. <laughs> you're right. Monopoly does. Jesus. I never. All right. That's not what I thought your answer no, was going to no, be. No, well, But I mean, my, my other answer, if we're sticking to war gaming, it's a game that I like. It's not terribly popular, but I still try and support them anyway. I can have Drop Zone Commander made by TT Combat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Drop Zone's fantastic. Um, just so everyone knows what that game is. Um, it's also a miniature game. But the scale is bigger, which means the models are smaller. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so what it is, is more so where, okay, so 40K, you're walking around on fields of uh, grass and trees that are also in buildings that they can duck into. Um, Drop Zone Commander, on the other hand, is you're playing inside of a city yeah. with vehicles and people that are the size of Gaijin mm. or Godzilla or Iron Man. I mean, kind of like, level of. as far as scale is concerned, like 40K would be on a city block, but Drop Zone would be the city itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, it's a thing. It's like you like going back around to it. And I'm, I'm sure other miniature games or games in general are, are like this. It's just the one that pops to the top of my head when you ask me the question. You read the rules. You read the lore. You read the fluff. You're like, oh, okay. And then you look at the model. You're like, oh, yeah, I see exactly what this is. And it all fits. Like, the, the tough guys are tougher than everybody else. And it's all, like, when the game initially launched, like, it was, it's fairly, it was fairly well balanced. I'm not saying that it isn't now. But it's just like, oh, there's, there's these units that, oh, they're slow but tough. But then there's other guys that are faster, but they aren't as tough. And, and you know, there's other guys that are just like, Another thing new, like there's the UCM, which is like the mankind humanity faction, right? Where like their whole aesthetic was like, oh, we need to have a super mobile force, so everything that they have is flat, very compactable, because they had to basically pick up everything they wanted to take with them, and go there. Yep. So it was just like, oh, we're gonna make something super hard to hit, low profile, but we're gonna have like. We, their their gun can like raise up on like an articulated arm, so they can hide behind something and, and peek up and shoot from behind. And you're just like, oh, that's cool. And that's this, you know, that's how it's written in a fluff. And you're just like, oh, I can see exactly where it's coming from. You know, you're you're absolutely right about that. I remember when we were playing, and one of the things with UCM, uh, the same faction that you're talking about, um, their anti-air was. I remember reading some of the fluff that was in the rule book that was like, you know, it was really hard for flyers to get past their anti-aircraft because it was like some of the best in the, in the, in their universe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Another space Marine issue again. Right. We're claiming that we're this and this. And then, you know, I can barely shoot down one aircraft probably. And I was way wrong when I lit up a drop, uh, a ship and I only needed to shoot it with one of the three tanks. And I was over, I don't know, 40 K ruined me. Yeah, from fluff to rules, but like, I remember shooting at it with all three, and it downed it so hard and fast. I was like, "Holy crap!" And yeah, and I was just like, "Wow, it really does fit." And yeah, I'm I'm inclined to believe to uh, agree with you. I think Drop Zone is probably um, one of the closest games that I've personally played that their fluff and rules really match up. Yeah, I. And that's another thing too. They're, obviously very different systems 40k is a very much uh, a buckets of dice kind of game drop zone right. isn't like and you you're going to get a lot of shots with the anti-aircraft but at the same time in the real world that's a lot of anti-aircraft stuff if you're outside of missiles it's just like oh yeah flat cannons like throw, throw shotgun, right? a crap ton of bullets at it you'll yeah. you'll eventually hit something and it's just like i just remember I, I played a game recently where i fired all all my anti-tank walkers because they just they, they fired at some saber tanks the entire game didn't kill anything and that's the one thing you kind of got to get around in your own head about these things it's a dice game sometimes your dice are hot sometimes you just want to throw them in the garbage and because it's just like oh four shots at one tank oh i rolled like 
three misses. Oh, look, four plus to, to wound after that. Oh, I rolled a three. Oh, okay. Like, Side tangent about dice. You're saying that sometimes they're hot and then sometimes you want to throw them in the garbage. Do yeah. you, do you, uh, are you, are you one of those people that, uh, your dice are cursed? So if they constantly keep rolling crappy, you throw them in there. They, they get like a timeout area from your other dice so that they don't infect the rest of your dice. Are you that, are you, do you have like that kind uh, of superstition? You mean I have, I am a superstition and believe in ghosts. Uh, no, I don't believe that that is a thing. It is all statistics. <laughs> Okay, well then I can take my dice out of timeout. Then is what you you're sure saying. can I because sh- it's all okay. in your head. Well, it it all evens out in the wash in the end. You roll a dice a thousand times. You'll you'll get a thousand go ones. Towards, yep, a thousand ones. <laughs> and then hey, don't forget there's always that microwave. I don't. You can fix it. Yeah, I totally can. Yeah, I can. I can re-sculpt it into one giant die. And <laughs> I mean, why not go for the actual like you you remember critters, right? Yeah, you, know, you had the critters ball. Just make like a just a buy a giant ball of d6 why couldn't you just do that with all the dice you have like uh the whole like d20 set you can just get like a d4 d8 d12 whatever why not just like just mash it all together into one giant ball when and then roll, roll that, that yeah yeah if the, if the if the dm's like hey give me a, a d8 or give me a, a skill check and you're just like yeah you just roll your 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 franken ball die <laughs> franken die you get like franken die and you're like what's that and you're like you wanted me to roll d20 there's a d20 there's in there. one in there there's one in there you rolled it that's a you solid argument. you couldn't roll other dice yeah you, you just roll whatever the fuck you want yeah that's, that's a good point you just kind of roll it and then you just like yeah you know that could be that could work in your favor that could be horrible against your favor it could be you know you could roll a four yeah all the time <laughs> all the t- all <laughs> i yeah i guess that's uh going to have to be something i think i think we're going to have to buy some cheap dice and we're going to have to put together a franken die science it it's going to be the best (laughs) sell that copyright is that copyright it's our idea you can't have it no whoever's listening franken dice it's yeah okay well well you know we'll, we'll see what happens we'll have to play a game with something and just use franken dice um so you know talking away from war gaming let me tell you something that always has bugged me uh, since we, you, you know, you and I have played games in general with each other for a very long time. Everything from um, role-playing games, war table games, card games, etc. That's the theory, games. yeah. Theory. Were you in a simulation or something that you even planted? Of course, we're in a simulation. Didn't just look. Up. Oh man, look up hard enough, and you will see. Oh my gosh, I, I don't. Our overlord. We don't have enough time for this. Using episode. the quantum mechanical realm to make our I fake have, reality. I have my favorite theory on that and it's going to be another, are you going to come back for that episode? Are we going to talk sure. about, can we talk Let's about, talk about, I mean, crazy theories, call it the bullshit episode. Oh, you want to do conspiracy theories? I want to do conspiracy theories. Cause I just, I read some of my favorite ones the other day and they are hilarious and I love, and I, I love the argument for some of them. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you the one, my one favorite. Bigfoot's an extra dimensional being. That's my favorite. <laughs> Is it, is that is favorite? my favorite. No, that's seriously my favorite. Oh, okay, because <laughs> like he, that's how that's how no one can find him, right? Because he just right. he slips into like his own space time continuum. Right, he just slides, then, slips in our dimension. And yeah, he's and then gone. he's gone. gone. Yeah, I mean, how did no one figure that out about Bigfoot? Well, they, that's what they all say now. They're just like, oh my god, if yeah, he's, that's a pretty good squatch. Why you can- <laughs> <laughs> don't get started? Anyway, no, listen like, uh, here. You got to hear this first. I know. I mean, it's called like we're getting off target no we're we're still on target okay. um so i'm just we're just giving a preview 
of the next episode is what we're Fair doing. Fair enough. Okay, oh, is so the next episode? All right. We're, no, we're not in the next episode, Dan. We're still talking in this one, damn it. We're talking about rules. We're talking about rules. I still want to talk about my other one. The other Bring one up I want your to talk point. About. Bring up your point. Okay. So my favorite proof that we're in a simulation mm-hmm. is the neighbor theory. Have you heard that one? I, this one's new to me. Okay. So have you ever seen your neighbors bring in groceries? Maybe once. So the theory is the simulation does not render your neighbors doing day-to-day things because it has no interest to you. So with it not having any interest because you have no interest in them or what they do on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. you're not going to see them doing the mundane things that you do because it's, that's how the simulation saves resources or energy or whatever you want to call it. So um, now mind you, there's going to be uh, people that are probably going to call me out on this. Like did I um, need to be a little bit more precise or detailed about it? I'm, yeah. I'm highly, highly summarizing this, but it's going to, you're going to get the point, right? So because you don't interact with these things on a day-to-day basis, there's no, you don't notice things, but because you inter- have interacted with that neighbor in particular at some point on something else, now they're a part of your story. Mm-hmm. So now the simulation has to render them doing somewhat Monday things because now you notice them. Mm-hmm. That's, um, well, I mean, here, here's okay. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, right? Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say the next time I'm bringing my groceries in, I'm going to scream yeah. into the ether that I'm bringing my groceries in. <laughs> so I'm a part of everybody's story now. That's and, not true. The, See, that's part of that theory. That's what makes that theory. So, Okay, let's say you do that, right? You make go, everybody look at me. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. No, no, this is um no, but that's part of it, right? Like you in theory, part of this theory is that you try that, right? You mm-hmm. go out and you just you yell it and you try to disprove it. Your neighbors are now maybe they're sitting at their computer with headsets on so they don't hear it. Or maybe they don't they have the TV up or something else is happening. And so because they haven't physically interacted with you yet, you there's no there's I'll no get point. their attention. There's no point. I shoot their windows with a paintball gun. <laughs> I think that that's going to bring a lot of attention. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm making them part of my story. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll do it. Yeah, then you know, mm-hmm. that's fine. But that's it. This is a great. Oh, by the way, just so other our listeners uh, know, um, Dan and I don't believe any of these theories, but we think that they're hilarious, and. Um, we like to talk about them. So that'll be the opinions of this podcast are not the opinions of this podcast. <laughs> that, that's really well said. Sure. <laughs> the opinions of this podcast is not the opinions of this podcast. Right. That's very true. A lot. I'm going to have a lot of people on you here should, that are going to be, you should tell me about your game system though. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear about the conspiracy theories, I, I highly recommend you guys Just tune in for the next game. Preview. Come back to the next episode. We'll have you. I like, I like how you did that. It felt like a cult. And you know I'm down for cults, so we, that's 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 another episode. I know it is. Anyway, so the other so the gaming system I was talking about that I feel like is a big <clears throat> jump is D and D. When we talk about like role just, playing, just in general bringing out the big games, well, hit so, the ground running. I say. Well, here's the thing about D and D, right? So the more armor you wear, yeah, the harder it is you are to hit. No, that's that's how it seems. In okay. There it seems that way. Several ways to think about that. Sure. I mean, as a game master, you can definitely narrate 
that if you're if you have an AC class of thirty, yeah. and someone's trying to hit you mm-hmm. and they can't hit you, you can argumentatively say that they are actually in fact hitting you. It's just not doing anything. You're right. blocking. You're using your sword, your shield effectively to the point in combat that they're not getting any killer um, strokes into you um, and not doing any type of dan- you know meaningful damage. However, when you roll to do this, it's one die roll and it's a hit or miss. Yeah. Which makes it feel like this dude is just popping out of nowhere, running at you with a bat, baseball bat. Yeah. And because you are covered head and toe with riot gear, he just whiffs like nothing. Like I'm pretty you- sure that happened in the Warriors. If it didn't, it should have. God, I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Anyway, so, but you know what I'm saying though. So like the less armor it is, it's like the harder, the easier you are to hit. It's like, it's almost like, you know, you put on a bullet, you you take off your bulletproof vest Mm -hmm. and now you can get, you know, molly whopped by a bunch of dudes with golf clubs. But you put on that vest, not even a vest. You could put on a leather jacket like the Fonz Mm -hmm. and now half of them are going to miss because you're more agile. It's that, it's that. There's like, right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's how it should work. And I'm going to go, I will die on this hill. You look into my eyes. I'm looking. You, I will die on this hill. Say you're wearing your plate mail armor or whatever it is. Right. And, and your fantasy setting, sci-fi setting, whatever. It doesn't right. matter. Yep. You should be easier to hit, but the damage should be mitigated. Yeah. No, like you should get damage reduction from that because that's how it is because you if you're strapping yourself in plates of metal you're 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 screwing over your mobility you're slowing yourself down because you're wearing 30 pounds or however much of, of armor yeah that's one thing i've 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 had this argument before yeah where they're like oh it's you know it's all rolled into the it's all you know it's a hit points and stuff like that i'm like no you can't you can't put damage reduction in your system and then say oh no the armor class doesn't factor into that it's just like yeah like a rogue should have a crazy high ac but right. crap hit points or it's another thing. Maybe, maybe the armor gives you temporary hit points or something like that. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm putting myself in a mobile fortress. Like I'm going to get hit. Right. So absolutely. no, absolutely. I, that's always been something that always bothered the hell out of me. Like, yeah. it's like I, as someone who plays a lot of uh, rogues and uh, other light armor classes, it was very frustrating yeah. kind of being the glass cannon of the group, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, I'm not like the the but wizard. That's what, that's what rogues should be, though. They should hit real hard, but they shouldn't be able to take a hit. Oh, you can't take any hit. Like yeah. it's like, I mean, know, even I mean, it's worse for wizards because they can't wear armor. They can't wear physical armor. Right. And their spells and stuff. But yeah. they, it's just it's just crazy to me. It just feels it feels like the game system, the way it's kind of designed, makes you feel like okay, here's my one swing. Mm-hmm. Roll the, roll the d20. Did I hit or not? I rolled a fourteen. Yeah, and then game master's like, yeah, 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 you hit. And yeah, it's like, and then you find out that with all your buffs and stats and your magical sword and all these other things that it's adding on to your roll of fourteen, you ended up with a thirty-five, and mm-hmm. you know his mobile fortress was a thirty-two. So I, now you've got a hit, right? And what's one thing I've always looked at though too is just like you know fighting isn't necessarily every time I hit and do damage it's I'm not turn based right gotcha well no every every time I hit and do damage it's not like I'm actually cutting you right I'm, I'm wearing you down I'm making you tired for 
the killing stroke. Yeah, I feel like that's the narrative, right? That's yeah. the, that's what good that's what game masters are narrating when they're playing the game or ex- describing the scene when it comes to these epic fights between the party versus, you know, uh, whatever, a lich and a bunch of uh, zombies or whatever. But it's just funny because being on the game master side of things, it's very easy to explain all that away. You can just say, yeah. oh, you know, like you were saying, uh, you're, you are hitting them, you're pounding onto them and you're, you're creating these awesome dents and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're doing these things, but you know, you just, you don't, you can't seem to quite get into them. Well, and, I, that's what I'm saying is every time you, every time I'm in part of a fight that where I'm missing and the opponent's missing constantly, I'm like, it probably looks really cool. See, that's where your head goes. That's where my, my head goes. My head is it's more like two kids with wiffle ball bats who really don't want to hit each well, other. that's like level one to five. But like, if you know, you're like both levels, like, like 18 to closed. 20, you're experienced warriors. Oh, man. And they're looking away and they're just kind of like, I hope you run into this. Wait, it's like, kind of I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, we're doing a lot of nothing here. Like, we don't do we. I feel like if me and the bad guy, if I'm going against an orc. Right. And um, we're fighting each other, right? right? And right. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad, bad rogue, or I don't know where I'm. Why is the orc fight? Why are you fighting the orc? Got what if the orc's the good guy? You know, that's a that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, I I think most times the party, and in most video games and a lot of lore, maybe mm-hmm. the bad guys are really the good guys, and or just want to just be, uh, you know peaceful and we're coming in break picking up their pots breaking mm-hmm. them and getting a little green gem yeah and then leaving their house well, i mean you know if they didn't want it stolen they wouldn't have put in an easily breakable pot now would they that's fair mm-hmm. yeah that's fair i guess well we're heroes so we're heroes we'll keep doing hero we're stuff like that uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that uh kind of jokes about that but it's it's yeah. kind of true when you look at it through the other uh, through the other uh, two you know their eyes it could definitely be seen as, you know, we're a bunch of glorified muggers. But um murder hobos. A lot of murder there's a lot of murder hobos in D and D, but that's a I think D and D would be another topic for another day. I mean but, I mean D and D alone is huge. I mean But in general though about licensing, it makes but. sense though, right? Like going back to my point, right? So I'm fighting this orc and I swing, I roll the die, I swing, I miss. He rolls the die, he swings, he misses. We do that three or four times. I feel like at some point we just kind of go over, put our arms around each other and just watch everyone else do something cool because we cannot do it. Apparently. No. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I know. I know in your head, you're thinking like the, you know, my character goes off the wall, comes down onto his head. He blocks with a shield. He comes down with a hit. Mm-hmm. I, I slide out of the way and I try to throw dirt in his face and he, you know, he like, I don't know, like bats his eyes really fast, creates a tornado to blow it, the dirt away from his eyes and then tries to like uh, tongue salt me. And I accept. Keep going. (laughs) I accept the tongue assault anyway. So, (laughs) but you know, that's like, I I get it, right? Like I get that, like the narration and how cool you want it to be is going to be how cool it is. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the best thing about role-playing games is, you know, it's up to your imagination, it's but I definitely, but imagination. It, yeah, but it definitely makes you feel a certain way when you're sitting as a player and you're just like, you're like, all right, I'm going to shoot my bow. And, uh, I really hope I get this hit because this dude's gonna, you know, uh, you know, classic old Western, right? Guys getting ready to be hanged and you need to hit the noose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're like, all right, what's my, what's my DC check on that? 
and game master's like i don't know like 27 or something just random number and i roll and i'm like 24 so what does that look like to me is it a wild miss where i just killed some random person walking down the street or is that like a i'd say you hit right next to the rope or something like that i mean right. it's, you're only missing by a few points then right. it's all like down to the dm who's like oh i'm just gonna yeah, I guess it's in my head. My my, I go extreme in my you in do my, in my, you in do. my thoughts where I, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I killed someone. Someone's you poor somebody's horse. Grandpa, yeah, someone's poor horse. Yeah, or you know, but um, you know that's a but you know the game definitely makes you feel that way. Um, it definitely makes you feel just because it's a singular dice roll that you you're not really doing anything it, and it has to fail all or nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. all or nothing. Yeah, exactly. So that's always been one that's kind of bothered me. Like when we were playing a lot of role-playing games do that. A lot of role-playing games make you feel like either it's too complex Mm -hmm. or it's oversimplified. Yeah. There's, you got to find the the balance. Yeah. And that's, and that's like one of the greatest things like I've, I realized about role-playing games was um, even though the lore, you you can read it and then think to yourself, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the rules just kind of barely touch it. But the thing about the great thing about the rule book is that most rule books that I know, one of the first paragraphs literally says, you know, if you don't like our rules, feel free to change them. Yeah. Feel free to modify them, add to them, do what you want with them. Right. I mean, the golden rule, it's at the end of the day, you're coming to a place to, you know, play games with your friends. Yeah, and hopefully have a good time doing it. Um, yeah, and that's that's the first and last rule, honestly. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually kind of thumbed through a rule book that didn't have that kind of rule. Right. So um, we're getting kind of low on time here. Uh, is there any other game that has stuck out in your mind that the lore was so far off it was it was actually kind of hard to play it? No, I've talked about all the games I'm aware of. That that includes Monopoly. You don't know about any other games. No, I don't know about any other games. I don't know about what's over there. Uh, Talisman. I don't have that at home at all. Okay. Good. You no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, no. I I mean, nothing off the top of my head. I mean, it's difficult, especially when you're going through different editions of systems because things change. Yeah, that's to, true. To keep it consistent. I like that word. Consistent. consistent. Yeah. It very much is itself. It is self. Yeah. It's consistent. consistent. <laughs> I can't stop looking at your cupboard above your head over there. How they oh, just yeah, like cut it. into the wall. Oh just yeah, right up there. I, I just I keep staring at it. I'm so. pretty. I'm pretty sure my apartment's a murder house. I mean, there's a lot of nook and crannies. Have you checked your walls? I have not, but you know. I mean, let's go buy a hammer and figure this out. Yeah, I'm down with that. Maybe we'll make out into another podcast, <laughs> oh, yeah, podcast episode. But anyway, um, we're going to probably wrap up here. Uh, Dan, I really appreciate you coming in and talking to talking to me and uh, being a part of our first episode. How do you feel about that? No, I feel great about it. I mean, I always like chatting with you. I've chatted with you for like 30 plus years now. So I feel God, it's something I have a lot of experience. Long. Don't let's not worry about that. God, we're, not, we're not talking about that. We'll talk about age next time. Next time, so yeah. yep, no man, that's great. Uh, you're gonna come on for the compu- uh, conspiracy theory. I, I think I kind of have to. Okay. I will put you in your place that's with the fantastic. best conspiracy. Oh man, I now I, I now I can't wait for the next one. I'm not gonna tell so, you what it is. All right, well, thanks again for uh, anybody who decides to listen to this. Um, I definitely appreciate it, and uh, so does Dan. Uh, if you, you. want to join into the conversation, or if there's any games out there that maybe you can think of um, that was such a big gap between rules to lore, whether it be video game, board game, card game, 
war top game role-playing game etc i'd love to hear it head over to one of our social media accounts or join our discord and uh, jump into the conversation with us until next time thanks again take it easy